And this Go. ball in the air, deep right center Go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, he'll watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by Mile High Green Cross. Sign up for their loyalty program and receive 20% off your entire purchase. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. And on this episode, we've got some news, actually, or at least some speculation. We've got baseball stuff to talk about, and it's been a while since we've had baseball stuff to talk about. And there's actually a lot to speculate based on this bit of information we got today from Bob Nightingale and USA Today. Uh, essentially, he writes that he's spoken to some league officials and that there is a proposal out there to play a kind of truncated baseball season, but uh, even more than that, that they would do it just at the spring training facilities in Florida and Arizona. They would have totally different divisions. There would be a complete realignment here. Some things are going to look absolutely weird and crazy and potentially ridiculous, but I want to get into all of the ramifications of that, particularly from a Rockies point of view. I do need to start with one gigantic caveat here when it comes to all of this. Obviously, I'm not a doctor, uh, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a health expert, and no one's expecting me to be those things. But I, I cannot speculate one, on when any of this is going to happen, and we still don't really have a timeline or a schedule like Nightingale doesn't get into uh, too much of that. So I think that, you know, in that particular regards, where we're going to have to leave how many games is still this kind of fluid and ambiguous situation, uh, and, and that's going to have a factor on things naturally. It's just going to. But uh, the other thing that I feel like I, I just need to say kind of up front that, again, there's no way for me to know for sure, is that um, this, there, there's a little bit of a weird element to this where we really don't know what's going to be possible yet from my understanding of uh, the situation that we are all in. And so um, it, it appears to me as though Major League Baseball is being a bit optimistic here uh i think something like this could very easily and very quickly get shut down uh the second there's an issue uh, i i don't you know the, the whole reason to do it this way is to minimize the potential negative impact of the pandemic right and uh, major league baseball not being scientists and, and health experts and the players and everybody being involved this could be very difficult to actually pull off. And, and I don't know to what extent, you know, they're taking into account pragmatic 
issues that may come up here. But let's put all of that aside for a moment. Let's let's play in fantasy land because while that caveat is necessary to say, you know, we can't promise that baseball will even return at all, or even that this is a good idea from a health standpoint. This this may not, you know, the more we learn, the the more, you know, some things we thought were okay, not okay so much anymore. So we'll see. All of that having been said, it's fun to think about what these d- divisions could look like, what a, a shortened season could look like, uh, because it's all very, 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 very different. Let's begin with the division that Bob Nightingale says the Rockies would be in, which is the Cactus League Northeast. The division looks like this. The Chicago Cubs, the San Francisco Giants, the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Colorado Rockies, and the Oakland Athletics. So the only team in there that the Rockies are used to having in their division is, of course, the Diamondbacks. But this division, as it sits right now, in addition to having a truncated season, would be a big win for your Colorado Rockies. First and foremost is, of course, you're getting away from the Los Angeles Dodgers, the bullies of the division, the bullies really of the National League for like seven years running, you expect them to be the best team in the National League, probably regardless of how many games are played. And so not being in a division with those guys is just a huge, huge break for the Colorado Rockies in and of itself, regardless of who they got put with, unless they ended up getting put with the Yankees. Probably that was the only other way they could have ended up in a different division. I mean, like, oh, there's still a team that's an absolute powerhouse here. As it stands right now with their rosters with where they've been at for you know the kind of last three year averages plus how their off seasons went there is no team in this proposed division that is a powerhouse Uh, the san francisco giants are an incredibly weak team that hasn't built on anything and, and has been strapped for cash has a bunch of old players whose production has gone down and down and they don't have a particularly great farm system nothing that's ready to help them right away. The San Francisco Giants, I expected to be, um, last, I don't know, it's funny that I said that. Of course, the Diamondbacks and Giants, the Rockies are used to being. I, I've so forgotten the Giants in the last couple of years that they've even been in the division because they just haven't been competitive. I don't expect them to be competitive. I would fully expect them to come in last in this division. Uh, we'll get to the Diamondbacks in a minute. The, the other team here that's really interesting is, of course, the Chicago Cubs, who have more or less come right out and said, we're kind of selling off from the team that we had that made the championship run. They shopped Rizzo. They've shopped Chris Bryant. Those guys aren't happy. There was a talk about the Bryant for Arenado thing just because both guys were unhappy there for a little while. While the Cubs on paper may be the most talented team in this division, uh, I, I don't think they're in a great place to compete right now. I still think that they're probably trying to sell off some pieces if uh, things get back to relative normalcy. And so, you know, they like I said, I think it's fair to probably look at them on paper and go, the Chicago Cubs are the most talented team in this proposed division. But they are by no means a powerhouse. They're, they're nothing compared to what the Rockies have had to deal with the last several years with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, and they're certainly not as scary as teams like uh, the Phillies or the Nationals or several teams in the American League East. And so, yeah, they avoid those uh, big behemoth uh, scary teams. Now, the Oakland Athletics are uh, one of those teams that 
you know, lately, of course, has, has been hanging around, has been in there a lot. Um, that can make it real difficult in a regular season. The, the, the biggest issue I, I see for the Rockies in this division is you could have, um, you know, and the Giants played above their heads for a little bit last year. They're not uh, Miami or Baltimore or what Detroit has been or the White Sox has been. Um, I, th- I expect the Giants to be bad. In fact, the Giants maybe could be the second or third worst team in baseball next year. Uh, but I could also see them playing above their heads just a little bit. And then you get into a tough situation because the Cubs, Giants, Diamondbacks, Rockies, and A's probably all have, well, the, the Giants have less talent than all of those teams. But the Cubs, Diamondbacks, Rockies, and A's all have very similar talent. Like to me on paper, those are all teams that um, could win in the mid 80s games. Now, I'm not a big believer in the Diamondbacks and, and haven't been for a while. They've sort of perpetually, but also just barely outperformed my expectations. Uh, of course, they picked up uh, a couple of good ball players in the offseason Madison Bumgarner, Starling Marte. These were going to be issues either way for the Rockies, right? Like playing the Arizona Diamondbacks. It'll also be interesting because uh, under this proposed you know, scenario, uh, presumably the Rockies and Diamondbacks would be playing each other at Salt River Fields, which is home to both of them, which would be really, really fascinating. So, yeah, I mean, I the Diamondbacks are the team that I think would be most likely to fall off after that. But if the Cubs and A's are playing well for a little while, uh, you know, the, th- that could be difficult. I, I think those are two teams where the Rockies have about as much talent as, as those two squads, um, honestly, I would argue just a little bit more, depending on how the pitching breaks. Uh, I'm a big believer in Kyle Freeland, and so that's going to swing things a little bit. If you think he just doesn't have it, then you're probably not going to buy that analysis. But, um, and, well, and, and this is the other thing, Will, and, and you're not wrong at all to say that in Galaxy Brain, you can't have altitude cause splits if you never play at altitude. And this, I think, is the most fascinating element of it you you can look at the division and you should and and it'd be interesting to see how the Rockies can hang with those particular teams I still thought you know in a tough NL West they were going to figure out a way to stay competitive and so I think in a less tough division it's maybe got a little bit more weight in the middle of it because I, I I still don't believe in the Padres the Padres are the thing that it just blows my mind that people seem to think that they're on the up and up every single year and it just keeps not happening. Um, and their big star acquisition was Tommy Pham, who was like, fine. He's a good player. Um, not a great player by any means. And so, you know, they don't have that other team. I figured the Rockies would be able to, if they get back to being what I think they can be, beating up on the Giants and Padres a little bit here. You beat up on the Giants. I don't know there's a, another team you're going to be able to take advantage of in this division. But Will's right. The biggest element of this is... Of course, the altitude. So crack open a Breck brew, throw back a Hot Peak IPA or Colorado Core, and start pondering on this. One way or another, if the season is played like this, and the Rockies don't play any games at Coors Field, which will be really sad, by the way, of course, for everybody. And it'll be sad for everybody across baseball if there are no home games and home stadiums. But it would be an absolutely fascinating case study in how much Rockies players really truly are impacted by 
Coors Field and the hangover effect. And literally all of them, from Nolan Arenado and his WRC Plus, and, you know, would Nolan still be on essentially a 45 home run pace and a 140 RBI pace? And, you know, would his batting average get a lot better because he doesn't have to deal with the going back and forth and back and forth? Similar things with Charlie Blackman. Um, but the entire pitching staff, would we see leveling out from guys like Brian Shaw and Wade Davis and uh, Kyle Freeland? And I think it would be absolutely fascinating if it turns out that some of these guys, you know, really do have a bit more value and talent than they're often given credit for because of the altitude. And, and I think that this would be <coughs> a, a pretty stark it would be hard to argue against if these guys go out there and do something like that. And and all of them have career years where many of them have had, you know, the opposite of career years, especially the first year at altitude. Yeah, well, I mean, I, if Freeland, Marquez, and Gray all had sub-three ERAs, that'd be incredible. But what if something like that did happen? I mean, maybe not sub-three, but what if they all pitched to, like, 330 ERAs? And people would you'd have to stop and scratch your head a little bit and wonder about the whole situation and, and what the Rockies can do better uh, to mitigate it, it for sure. Uh, Dylan asks what my prediction would be for this hypothetical division. Um, I need to take a closer look at the Oakland A's roster, but I think either the Rockies or A's win this division. As I said, I think the Giants are going to be bad. I think the Diamondbacks are going to fade. I don't think Bumgarner was what he once was. I think Starling Marte is a great player, but he's not enough to make up for... Uh, I'm expecting a drop-off from Cattell Marte, who I think maybe got as much benefit from the juiced ball last year as anybody. Um, probably more than anybody. I don't think Cattell Marte is going to hit 35 home runs ever again in his life. Um, David Peralta is a nice player, but beyond that, their position players are, are, it's rough out there. Nick Ahmed's a phenomenal defender, but he can't hit. Um, they lost Goldie. They've got some young, unproven prospects, like the Rockies have some young, unproven prospects. And, you know, that's that's why you always say, hey, if they hang around, if they play above their heads, if, if they do some things early and in a shortened season, anybody can stick around and make themselves a thing. So, And that's what's going to be so crazy. Uh, Bob Nightingale talked about in this article the possibility that, uh they would end up even playing a postseason where all 30 teams are included, which just sounds crazy to me, but also sounds like it could be a whole lot of fun. Um, I worry about at some point crowning a champion that history will look back on as illegitimate, that because the season is so weird and because everyone got to play, um, that... Whoever wins, especially if it's a team like the Rockies or if it's a team like uh, the A's finally win the World Series or something like that, or the Giants, a team nobody was expecting who doesn't have any, uh, you know, that much more talent than anybody else, or, or like the Reds, like a mediocre team that just gets hot at the right time and, and we happen to be having the postseason or something like that happens. I could see people going, ah, okay, World Series, but put an asterisk next to it. Um, so, yeah, it's it, I, I think they walk a fine line there and you need to be careful about making it so crazy that people look back on this season and say that it, it, it really didn't count. 
But I don't know. Looking at these divisions, they look relatively fair to me across the board. It makes sense if you're just going to play games in Arizona and Florida to do it this way. They have the facilities set up uh, to make it happen. And I do think, and, and let me put it this way, not even just for the Rockies, but it's a big deal for the Rockies as much as anybody. I think this equalizes a lot of the randomness and luck in baseball. But whatever randomness and luck does occur, particularly between the lines, is going to be heightened that much more because, you know, a bad break that costs you a game in an 80-game season or in a postseason that includes everybody uh, is that much worse, you know. And if you had a postseason that included all 30 teams and the first round was a five-game set and the Yankees just dropped three to the Tigers because, you know, it happens, the Tigers take out the Yankees in the first round of the postseason. Now no one's going to believe in it. Um, I, I don't know. So you got to, it's going to be absolutely, absolutely fascinating to see what they manage to do from here. And I do not know. But I think that at least these divisions and playing games this way, um, I'd like to see it. First of all, I'd like to see it more than not having baseball at all, right? I'd still rather crown a champion that at the end of the day people question then just have no professional baseball in the year 2020. That, that that would be bad. So I'd rather them do it like this and do it weird uh, than not do it at all. I, I think that's an important point to make. But um, I think ultimately it could end up looking pretty cool and interesting and teach us a lot, particularly about the Rockies and maybe some other um, lower to mid-market teams and and you know maybe some of the advantages that are given by uh teams that can pack the house or or uh, the the big one for me is there's been a lot of talk about of course the electronic strike zones because they're trying to cut down on the number of people that need to be there and so if the umpire doesn't need to be there to call balls and strikes and i've got a spoiler for you he doesn't um one of the big hopes that i would have would be that we play an 80 game truncated season and you know, people accept the electronic strike zone because look, they just have to. There's no, there, there's no. Let's have the the debate. Let's argue about it. Let's petition the league because we don't like the electronic strike zone because one or two things went bad and people didn't like because it's a new kind of bad as opposed to the old kind of bad. But they'll have to play with it for eighty some odd games, and then of course the hope is it works really well, and the players go, yeah, we're not going back to the old way. We're not going back to a We got too used to the strike zone being perfect, and we don't want to go back to it. So, uh, you know, I think there could be some positive uh, sort of silver linings that come out of a season like this, and that's one of the reasons why I hope they get in whatever they can, including if it goes on for too long and they just have to start with a, a postseason with everybody in it, and it's seven-game series for everybody and figure it out. I don't know, but, um, yeah, it, it's still it's still better. It's still better than not having baseball. Um, also better is having rugby. Now, there hasn't been a ton of rugby, though it's looking like it might start coming back overseas. And if you want to get all caught up, we've been having these watches on Saturday and Sunday. They're a whole lot of fun. I've been there for the last couple. Our guy, Colton Strickler, will walk you through everything. He'll teach you all the rules. Go listen to his podcast right after this one. He does 101 pods to break down all the rules, all the little ins and outs. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Having sports is better than not having sports, and rugby is just so easy to get into. And the Colorado Raptors have a ton of guys that you can cheer for. 
Um, they, they got great names like Chad London, uh, is one of my favorites, a uh, Harley Davidson, real player. And so, uh, yeah, just remember that supporting our partners is supporting us and the Colorado Raptors are, uh, one of our partners. And, and so whatever you can do to help them out also helps us out. Got a question here. Let's see if I can find it from Bradley who asked, what are you doing to get your baseball fix during all of this? Well, We've been doing a few things. We've been watching some old games, and we've been watching the baseball documentaries. So Monday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, at 3 o'clock p.m., we've been watching old Rockies games. Uh, and this week, we started with the 2018 season. We've been going through the sort of the highlight games of that season. We've got another one coming up in just a few hours from me recording this. I believe it's a game in Washington where Ian Desmond hit a ninth inning home run that sealed it uh, for the Rockies. And so, yeah, we're kind of going back, taking another look at those. We've taken a look at some classic Rockies games. If you haven't heard the podcast we did after the, we watched the Ubaldo Jimenez no hitter. That's one of my favorite podcasts I've ever done. Um, that, that, That was really, really cool to go back and take a look at that through a historic lens. And we've been watching Ken Burns' baseball documentary on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 5 o'clock. And so people have been tweeting along with us. You use the hashtag DNVRWatches. You can listen to those podcasts afterwards. So that's been getting us baseball. And then, of course, I've got plenty of MLB The Show to play. We've launched the DNVR Gaming Network. Uh, a lot of people have been joining us on Twitch. I highly recommend it. Twitch is really easy to set up. If you're not a video game person, but you just need a baseball fix, you go to twitch.com, you set up an account like you'd set up a Twitter account. It's that easy. You find DNVR Sports, and I'm on there every morning at 10 a.m. playing baseball, sometimes playing hockey, but I... Uh, I do a lot of MLB The Show. Uh, it's I, I've created a, a, an all-time great Rockies team. We've been doing some Rockies franchise stuff there. It's been a whole lot of fun. So even if you're not sure that's your thing, uh, I highly recommend it. I hope you'll consider uh, coming out and joining us and getting in on it because ultimately you're, you're watching baseball and you're watching your Rockies. And uh, it's satisfying when David Dahl or Ryan McMahon or Nolan Arenado hit a big home run in a big moment or you get the punch out with John Gray or whatever it may be. Uh, So those are kind of the things that I've been doing to get my baseball fix. I saw today that Major League Baseball announced they'll be doing their own um, tournament like the NBA guys did where they're, they're playing each other in the video game, the representative for the Rockies is David Dahl, which I thought was interesting. Uh, I thought there was a chance that Carlos Estevez would get to be uh, the, the Rockies representative. I know he's a big, the show player. I know he's a big video gamer. I didn't know uh, that Dahl was. So that, that actually kind of surprises me just a, a little bit. But uh, I'll be watching to see how he does and cheering him and, and the Rockies on from Twitter. And we'll be talking about that. A little bit and uh, like I said we'll be doing our own simulations and just playing games and and doing everything we can to get baseball into our lives but yeah if you if you just want to watch some and have it on and have people to talk to about it we're doing almost like I said it's Monday through Friday uh, Monday Wednesday Friday it's old games Tuesday and Thursday it is the baseball documentary and so yeah, Tommy, I, I rake with Charlie Blackman. I'll tell you that much. You want to see Charlie Blackman bombs, you come to the Twitter channel, or I'm sorry, the Twitch channel uh, for DNVR Gaming, and I'll, I'll show you what's up. 
I'll make a, make a lot of fun things happen. Plus, it's fun to play sometimes online because everybody plays as the Yankees or the Astros and the Dodgers and beating them as the Rockies. It really frustrates people a lot, and that's that's fun to see. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, there were a few other notes, I think, here from the realignment uh, Bob Nightingale article that uh, I wanted to talk about. It did sound like that under this there would still be 12 games apiece against uh, divisional opponents and six games apiece against other teams that are in the state, uh, and that the World Series would just be potentially played between uh, the winner of the, the two leagues. Kind of old school. It's like old baseball. Just one team wins the Cactus League, one team wins the Grapefruit League, and then those two teams play each other for the World Series. You would hope there'd be some kind of postseason or playoff to determine that, but you never know. You never know. Um, so ultimately, yeah, I, I think in, in just about every way, not to make light of it, and again, uh, you know, going back to that caveat from the beginning, I have no idea how much of this is legitimately feasible or how much of it will even be a particularly good idea to try but that's somebody else's call not mine i don't have the information to make a fully informed uh opinion about that so i'll stick to the baseball side of it and from a baseball side of it a shortened season in a division that does not include the dodgers in a season that includes zero effect from the coors hangover and whatever you know the pitchers have to do at Coors that completely normalizes the environment for a team that has literally never played in a normalized environment, um, I think could be absolutely fascinating. I will be glued to it. And yes, I think it could be a very, very, very good thing for the Colorado Rockies, especially because the last thing they need is any kind of tumultuousness uh, getting back out there on the field, they, they want to get away, of course, from everything that's going on that we're all trying to get away from. And then, you know, they don't want to be thinking about the Nolan Arenado stuff that, you know, seems trivial now, but still kind of looms over the team's head a little bit. Uh, they, they got to get out there and do their thing. And in that way, uh, I, I think this is the best possible environment they could be in to find their way into a successful uh, 2020 season, especially because, um, as we've talked about before, the Kyle Freeland thing, you need one good pitcher to step in alongside John Gray and Herman Marquez to really stabilize this team and get them back to who they were in the back-to-back postseason runs. And uh, in, a, in a more stable environment, getting that stabilizing factor from a guy who has pitched well in far more chaotic environments, I, I think there's a chance here that this scenario, not the, the wider, grander scheme, that the scenario that's been proposed here uh, with the divisions and the playing in two states and keeping it there helps the Rockies probably more than any other team in baseball. And that's often the case. You know that it, it's often this sort of brutal yin-yang dynamic with the Rockies when these types of things happen. Like when the DH, it's like it's like the three batter minimum and the DH, right? The three batter minimum, as I punch my microphone, hurts the Rockies more than any other team in baseball under a normal circumstance if they're playing at Coors Field because of how many relievers have to be used at Coors Field. It just does. It's just a fact of the matter. The three batter minimum rule 
hurts the Rockies more than any other team in baseball. But the designated hitter rule helps the Rockies more than any other team in baseball. That's just what you get when your environment is the most volatile in the sport. That if something can help enhance or mitigate its effects, enhances its effects just for you, or mitigate its effects entirely, that thing is going to be uniquely advantageous to your ball club. And that's what's going on here. Um, Obviously not the way anyone would have wanted it to come about, but it'll be beyond fascinating to me, especially like if Nolan comes out and hits 330 and 50 home runs and just has an absolute career year and, you know, stuff like that. And then it'll be heartbreaking because guys will want out even more than they may already do. It'll be that much more clear. Uh, But I would hope it would also be that much more clear to uh, the organization, uh, you know, what they need to do uh, to try to mitigate some of those factors. Uh, they'll have a sample size to draw from uh, to know also a bit more who's legit and and, and who isn't. So going to get weird out there, but it's going to be absolutely fascinating and we're going to be there every step of the way to keep our eyes on it. Let you know uh, if there are any updates um, for sure. Oh yeah, I I think um, the World Series, man, I'm not sure where the World Series would be. uh, I guess that, yeah, Chase Field could be the one that makes it either in Arizona or Florida if they're keeping everybody away. So, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I it's... Uh, I didn't see that in the Nightingale article, so I'd, I'd have to ask around and see a little bit if there's talk about whether or not there would, would be, like, a more neutral... But I guess they're all new. Unless Arizona or... Uh, Miami or Tampa Bay end up in the World Series, I guess it's going to be a neutral site. So, um, Which would also be a real bummer, especially if a team makes the World Series that typically doesn't, uh, like your Colorado Rockies. It's like, hey, they're in the World Series, but no, we don't get to go into any of the games. Or um, Obviously, a best-case scenario would be that by the time the World Series rolls around, life is back to normal and everybody can go and they could play in their actual cities. That would be wonderful, but... You know, in order for that to happen, everyone's got to be safe and everyone's got to be smart and everyone's got to, for these next couple of weeks, really do their part. Um, and if enough people do their part, then we can have baseball and we can have uh, a legitimate World Series. And if people don't do their part, then we might not get any baseball at all. Or it it might just be super weird and not even totally feel legitimate. But we'll see. This is absolutely fascinating. So like I said, keep it here. Uh, Let us know what you think. Make sure that you've joined us in the DNVR Lounge. Uh, If you don't know what that is, make sure you're a subscriber. It's the only way to get in. It's an exclusive chat room for our subscribers. They can come in, talk to us about any one of the team beats. They can talk to us about video games in there. we got our DNVR Watches channel. Uh, It's a really great opportunity for us to have open lines of communication, continue to share things. It's been awesome for all of us over at the gaming channel. So make sure that you've joined us there. You're subscribing to everything. You're following everybody on the social media and you're just continuing to be absolutely awesome. I, of course, will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.